This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You. Michelle Abraham here. We are so excited to have Alex Filippo with us today. Alex, how are you doing? Michelle, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, you are so welcome. We are excited to have you on this Ask the Expert interview. Because as some of you may know or may recognize Alex's name, he is from podpros.com and he also owns Podmatch and we love Podmatch. <laughs> so I'm glad Alex, to hear that. I love that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so we would love to dive all into Podmatch and podcast guessing and stuff. But first, before we do that, let's take it back to the beginning. Alex, how did you get started in the podcast industry and what do you love about it? Yeah, sure. So I had a, um, like most people, Michelle, I think I, I can't remember if it was you or someone else were on a call with one time mentioned having a failed attempt at podcasting the first time they tried it, because that was me. So many years ago, before I started what's now a more successful podcast, I tried for about six weeks and hated it and left and came back years later. But anyway, so I'll, I'll skip ahead. So uh, I actually was in the aerospace industry. So I was working full time for a big corporation. We're a multi billion dollar organization. I worked my way up to the executive level, which for me was like a dream. It was so cool. It's where I always wanted to be. And then I got there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I love this anymore. You know, so it's one of those things. And, um, but here, here's what happened next. I was like, well, I think I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, I think what I liked best about business was being able to just do things and see them work. I was running a commercial operations division, which means I was protecting the company's profit margins and processes. And I was like, man, I really love just that aspect of business. So I was like, wonder if I could do that for myself. Well, here's the thing, Michelle. I wasn't really an entrepreneur. I mean, after at this point, I guess it was 13 or 12 years in in the actual like corporate America setting. Mm-hmm. You don't really have a lot of entrepreneurial gifting anymore, right? Like you've been really just you understand how things work if you have a huge team doing it for you type of thing. So, mm-hmm. I, I um, you know, it was weird. I was like, I need to figure out how to be an entrepreneur. And I had a couple like little failed side hustle attempts. And finally, I was like, you know what? I need to talk to people that actually have done this, who have left a nine to five job and pursued entrepreneurship full-time and been successful. So I just started a podcast so I could get basically free coaching for lack of a better term, you know, like I like to think it was a smart move, but also I was very curious. And because of that, it actually just took off. So the show ended up doing really well. And it was a huge, like win-win I learned how to become an entrepreneur, but I also was able to grow a following in podcasting. And and that led me into realizing I wanted to be in podcasting full-time. Like I love the industry. I've gotten to meet people like you, Michelle, like you're just you are an abundance mindset person, like in no way at all. Have we ever been like, oh, we can't share that trade secret, right? Like you're an open <laughs> yeah. book. I'm an open book. And so many people okay. I meet in the space are like that. And so I, I fell in love with it. And I really was like, you know what? This is my area of passion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to find a, a problem in this area of passion. So what, what are podcasters struggling with? And I'm going to create a solution for that. And that was kind of my step into podcasting and becoming an entrepreneur all in one for you there. That's awesome. I love it. And you know, <laughs> we definitely share this because I started the Blissful Parenting podcast because 
I wanted all the parenting coaching I could get. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> it really, it really works well. I feel like I've got hundreds of hours of parenting coaching over there. So that's great. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. It works so well in that way. <laughs> um, so that's really interesting. I love that, you know, not, not most people like start off thinking about a problem and then find a solution that they can solve. It's really like, you know, randomly happens or it's something it's not it doesn't usually happen in that way so what was your process of like finding a problem uh and how what what problem did you come up with yeah i probably already gave this away with my with what my show was about but i learned that strategy from guests that were coming on my show right like how to become an entrepreneur so for me it goes from area of passion to again finding the problem solving the problem and you do that by asking questions and and so the way i practically did this michelle you might remember this but 2020 there was an in-person podcasting conference. It was beginning of March, actually, I believe it was. It was PodFest Orlando. And there was about 2,000 people there. And this is literally like, I think the world shut down four days after we right. got home. And <laughs> was so, at a conference on the West Coast for podcasting called New Media Summit that exact week. <laughs> it, it's so, it was such a weird thing. Because I remember coming home, people were like, wow, yeah, the world's like really starting to shut down. I'm like, no, it's not. I was just in Orlando with 2,000 people. Like, we're good. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. But while I was there, I was, I was speaking. I told my wife, hey, the way I'm going to find the problem to solve is when I get off stage, whether you're a good or bad speaker, people are kind. They're going to talk to you afterwards, right? So people lined up to talk to me. And I just, every single one that said they were a podcaster asked what they were struggling with. And Michelle, I took notes of this. And what I did is I just, I logged that 100 different people said the exact same thing or a variation of it. Of Alex, I'm having trouble finding guests or I'm having trouble finding the ideal guest or I don't even know who to have on the show. Like these were the, these were the things that people were saying. And it took me back. Like I had a flashback to when I started my show, I mentioned being in corporate, right? And I wanted to do an entrepreneurship show. Well, you could probably imagine I knew a lot of executives. I knew a lot of C-suite people to have on the show. I didn't want them on the show. I wanted entrepreneurs. I realized I knew about three entrepreneurs, right? Like, so I had those three people on the show. And then I asked them all to come back because I was like, uh oh, <laughs> and like three and, times, right? <laughs> right. And, and thankfully, that they, they agreed to some of them came back and some of them were like, well, let me introduce you to my other friend who's an entrepreneur, right? Like, friends. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I just had like friends and family on initially. And mm-hmm. thankfully, like I said, my show just was the right time. It really took off and grew. And that gave me the ability to have bigger guests on a lot faster than most people have the ability to. And all I can mm-hmm. say was the right place, right time. And because uh, I, I was not that genius, let's put it that way. It just kind of happened. And anyway, so for me, like it, it was, it was just bringing the right people. So I thought back to that while I was at that conference, I was like, man, I had this problem too. And I kind of forgot about it. And so when I came home, I, I took down all their information. I called an old friend of mine who I worked with once before. And he's like a software developer. I was like, Hey man, I've got this idea and I'd love to be a 50, 50 partner with you. We could draft up the paperwork and let's just each put $2,500 into a bank account and see if we can build this thing and see what happens. And so that was March 10th, 2020. And on June 15th, 2020, we launched into an early beta. And what I did is I called those, or I emailed, I shouldn't say called, I emailed those 100 people who told me they were struggling with that problem. I said, hey, will you test this out? This is what you said you're struggling with. Can you tell me if this is working for you? And I mean, we launched that thing MVP. We had no logo. It didn't look good. It wasn't fast. But you know what? It solved the problem people were looking for. So again, that was the solution we created based off the problem that people told me about. Awesome. And now that has kind of morphed into what Podmatch is today. Correct. Can you talk a little yes. bit about Podmatch? I, I mentioned how much we love it, but I didn't really say what it was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. I really pretty, it means so much, especially someone of your, uh, like your level, you are just like, uh, you are one of the geniuses in podcasting. So it's just really Thank cool to, to hear you say that. <laughs> so um, yeah, so Podmatch is basically, this was the idea we had. So again, like the people having trouble finding guests for a show, right? Well, there's guests also looking to be on show. So I was like, all right, this is interesting. What do we do here? We literally just copied what 
online dating apps were doing. And instead of connecting people for dates, we connected for podcast interviews. So it's all based on an algorithm. You join, you set your profile and the algorithm looks at 39 different criteria pieces and says, okay, Michelle, you're looking for guests to talk about uh, your unique genius, right? Amplify you. And it's saying, well, Alex is a podcaster. So are you, let's go ahead and put you two together. And it'll basically spit out a match and say, Hey, your match percentage is X. And from there, you can message each other in the platform and decide if it's a good fit. You can do everything from scheduling, uh, say when the episode's coming out, like you can do all of it. The idea is you don't have to ever exchange an email if you don't want to. It has all the guest information, all the host information, all the audience information. And that was the whole idea behind it. Can we just simplify this entire booking process for everybody involved in podcasting? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's so interesting because we, um, so a part of Amplify You is uh, we do guest bookings for our experts. But one of the challenges is, is that sending those pitch emails and we, we go well beyond what most people do. And we send a video or we, you know, send them, we do a lot of research behind it and we have this nice looking thing, but still people's inboxes are so bombarded with things these days that it's hard to get responses from people. So um, we started using uh, PodMunch in the agency format where we were able to manage some of the guests that we were managing. So we bring their profiles on there. And it's incredible how much faster we've been able to get them really good quality podcast interviews on great shows really quickly without all the back and forth and hassle. And like, did they respond to our email? Did they not? Like, are they alive? Did they get it even? Like, it's just so much more simpler. (laughs) I I love hearing that. I mean, that's exactly what we built this thing for. And you talk about the agency model. I mean, we wanted to not only help individuals because we did want to do that, but there's people like you who literally you you serve these other people, right? I'm like, well, mm. we can't just leave them out to dry, right? Like, let's, right. let's go ahead and build something to help them. So I love hearing them. I and mean, you totally just made my day here. So thank you. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm so glad because you made my week last week when we're, it's good. <laughs> we've got all these podcast interviews connected, right? Um, yeah. So one of the cool things too, I love is that it allows us to share that this person's being managed by us because one of the things I hate is that in unauthentic, unauthentic, um, you know, not being transparent, right? We don't want to pretend to be our clients. And in those interactions, right. we want them to know that it is us managing their account. So that was a really huge feature for us that has just been really great to um, not have to like pretend that we're someone else. <laughs> yeah, that was an important thing to us just for even legally, I think that yeah. and pretending to be somebody else is probably not a good idea. So we no. <laughs> made that really clear up front. So I'm glad to hear you say that as well. Yeah, it's been awesome. And so now PodMatch is just one of the few things that you do in the podcasting space. Can you share a little bit more about what else you do? Yeah, sure. So one of the things that we like PodPros being the, the organization as a whole, and I'll quickly explain why I did that. Um, when we launched PodMatch, we added a second product called Podcast SOP that I'll talk about in a minute. It's another software. Mm. Well, now my team was like, well, you need social media for all those too. And it needs its own blog and it needs all this. I was like, oh no, I don't. I'm like, we have plans for like five more products. I'm like, what do we have? Like 35 different you know, like social media accounts across the board. I'm like, no, we're going to make like a parent company name, right? I'm doing air quotes here that we can just kind of manage it all through. So pod pros is just software solutions for podcasters. And so that's where we do the education. That's the blog. That's all the social media. And then under that umbrella is pod match. And then we just added podcast SOP. I'm not exactly sure where, when last, last year at some point we added podcast SOP, but basically the SOP stands for standard operating procedures. And the idea is just for those independent podcasters that are saying, hey, managing the workflow of a podcast of production is a lot of work, right? Like keeping track of it all. So we built basically a glorified checklist and everyone can customize their own. So you basically say, hey, here's the 10 steps I do every time I'm releasing episode. You create that as a template. And every time you're making a new episode, you hit add episode, add the title, 
add the episode number, the release date, and it'll automatically tell you, here's all the steps you say you need to do. Here's the due dates on each. You have a team. It signs the team members. You can comment. You can upload stuff. You can have instructions on there. The idea is it's a one-stop shop. So for my podcast SOP account, I have seven people who work on my podcast with me. And all, we had, all I have to do is press a button and it automatically signs it for everyone, gives them their dates, and they collaborate. I think I'm on four of the 37 tasks that we have right now. And I'm, I only touch those four things and the rest of it's all basically automated among the rest of the team. They all coordinate right there through it. So that was our second thing. And we just saw the problem, right? Like, again, our podcasts were saying, well, I'm so stressed all the time podcasting. And that's why we decided to create that for people because we saw that we could we could solve that salute that problem as well and create the solution. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we do the done for you solution to that for people. And what we've we actually was were um we kind of uh, surveyed uh, a lot of our clients, and before they started working with us, they were spending on average five to seven hours a week on their podcast. My goodness, like, that is insane. And that's one episode, so, like, if you think, right? Like, it's just seven, per episode. Like, even five hours. That's like twenty hours a, week, a month. Can you imagine how much more money you would make if you spent 20 hours a month on your business activities that like bring you in money, right? So I was super excited to see podcast SOP because I was like, oh my God, this is so good for those people. Now I refer people to it who don't want to do the done. They can't maybe afford the done for you services, but like this is something that will keep them going because one of the things I hate is that people spend so much effort and time launching their podcast. And it's at this crucial moment of after they launch, did you know that only 75% of podcast or 75% of podcasts don't make it past episode 10? I just found that oh, out recently really? and I didn't know that. I was like, what? That's crazy. So you spend all this time and effort and you didn't pass episode 10. I think that's a lot to do with the problem you've just solved is having that organization and yeah, checklist you know, of everything. It makes me think back to, uh, I was listening to, to Amplify You, which I, it's a great show. It was back on April 6th. You had... Devora Fish, I think was was her name. Oh yeah, and, and she was talking about like, um, which was brilliant. Um, she talks about how you can use interns to to grow your business and stuff like that. Which I, I encourage everyone hearing this. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. But one of the things that she said that really stood out to me was talking about how entrepreneurs, or in our case, podcasters, get so stuck in the weeds. Like you launch and you get all excited, you start building a little bit, and then you just get bogged down by all the little things. Mm-hmm. And that's why working with somebody like you helps them get back into the actual audience growth or the business side of it, right? The things actually matter. Because in the, the day, this is what I always, I always say the same thing. So I mean, all due respect to everybody on this, but your audience does not care about the seven hours you spent editing and working on the behind the scenes, trying to find guests, you know, trying to keep everything organized. Like they don't care about that. All they care about is the content that is actually serving them. And really that's all you should care about too. Like I'm not saying to, to skip all that, like you've got to do those things, but you need to find a way to streamline it because at the end of the day, it's like you're not spending time with the reason that you got started, right? Like the listeners are your goal, right? Not to become the most produced podcast ever. So you've got to find a way to turn it back to how do I get rid of this part of the business that's like mm-hmm. the weeds of it, right? And get back into the part that actually impacts and influences people. Uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about that, as you can tell. Absolutely. I agree. We share that passion too, because you're an expert in what you do. You're not an expert in podcast editing, not an expert in podcast managing non-expert in social media, not an expert in all the little pieces and all the things, the graphics, like everything that goes into the production of it. So it is well worth your time to have that streamlined with some help or some, at least a list to help you like focus and, you know, oh my gosh, do I ever wish that podcast SOP was around when I like source launched my podcast? This is why we do done for you services was because of my own inability to keep myself organized <laughs> when I launched my podcast. I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, there's so many moving pieces that I'm not good at. 
because I'm good at this, but not that, not those things. Right. <laughs> this is why we have a team now. That, that My favorite that. is the people that have like um the, all the sticky notes all over the place. And that I'll admit that was me at one point. And, uh, and you, you just move it over when you're done. I'm like, this works. And now I look back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like that was so much administrative, like emails back and forth to the team. It was anyway, just a nightmare. I feel for you there. Cause I was there right? at one point too. <laughs> well, um, actually Val Lowe, one of our podcasting clients, she's got a podcast called focus and freedom for entrepreneurs. She and I were in a mastermind together and she helped, she was trying to help me. We were having a, a call together about when I was first starting the podcast and amplify you and everything. She's like, well, let me help you map it out. And she mapped it out on sticky notes for me. 49 sticky notes, Alex, 49. Don't lose <laughs> one. <laughs> it was a lot of sticky notes for one episode. Oh my gosh. Crazy. That, that is quite a bit. Yeah. Please don't lose one or get them out of order. Right? <laughs> no, exactly. So now there's a really cool event coming up in a couple of weeks that you and I are both going to be at PodFast Orlando, um, which was the event you were at right before the pandemic, which is awesome. I've never been to it. I'm very excited to go for the first time this year. What are you, what's your topic that you're speaking on? Yeah, I'm so excited to be back in person. It feels crazy because like two years ago, it was there. And this is where like I got the idea for the business that I now run, right? Like it's, cool. it's crazy. Everything kind of started there. So it's cool to be going back uh, a little bit later in the year. But, you know, two two years and some change later. Uh, very excited just to get around the community because real quick here, I'll get to my topic. But you mentioned 75% of podcasters like stopping before the breaching 10 episodes or at mm-hmm. 10 episodes. The thing is, when you're in community, it's a lot easier to stay involved. Yep. Like when you're around other podcasters, it's when you're going alone that you're easier. It's easier to get like discouraged and decide to fall off. So and um, the podcasting space there. is like one of the most nicest, like a community. Oh, yes. Like the people are everyone I've met are just like so nice and so genuine. And like you said earlier, like willing to collaborate and share, which I love. Yeah. It's more of like a collaborative mindset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, so going back to the, the event here, I'm actually sharing about what we're kind of talking about here. I'm, I'm going to be talking about how to stream on the production of your podcast, how to like figure out what matters, what you should be focused on. And it'll be like in the, what they call the podcasting one-on-one track. So it's for the people that are under 25 episodes, basically, right? Or yeah. feeling like they just don't understand it yet, right? Even if they have more episodes than that. Um, and sometimes I need to go back to one-on-one. There's many things I still don't understand about podcasting. But, uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to be able to share that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm speaking on the first day um, on the Women in Podcasting track. Uh, Jennifer Pencil yes. is uh, leading our track with like, I think we have six or seven amazing women on our track. We, I'm going to be on the panel specifically about mindset because it took me four years to launch my podcast. There was a lot of mindset uh, stuff that went through. And it's like, even after I knew I wanted to have a podcast, it took me that long to launch it. As our listeners have heard many times, I'm sure. But it was so great to, uh, it's going to be so great to share that. And there's also a monetization one and a few other things specifically in the women in podcasting track. And then on the Saturday, I believe, I'm going to be teaching an experiential workshop on how to do great show notes. So that's going to be a lot of fun (laughs) as well. So I'm excited to meet you in person and uh, see all of our podcasting friends live actually in person at an event with other people, which is going to be so weird. (laughs) Yeah. You know, podcasting is such a remote industry, isn't it? So it's amazing. You get in the same room. I last weekend I was in Texas at a smaller podcasting event, just under a hundred people called outlier. And there was like people that I had been talking to, like via zoom and even clubhouse back a couple of years ago that I hadn't met in person. And I'm like, wow, there's like eight people here that have like always dreamed of meeting. We're all just hanging out for a weekend. Uh, it's a really cool thing, but especially for like such a remote industry, it's like, Hey, you hardly ever, unless you go to one of these events, you're not going to meet other podcasters really. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so, and it's so cool to be able to, um, you know, meet friends online and, and then, then meet them in person, like years later, or like yeah. you know, later that year. It's so cool. Um, so I want to touch back on to podcast guessing for a moment, because I know that's one of your specialties. Um, what are a couple of things that you think that are really important as a podcast guest? Now you did something in this episode that I'm going to share with our audience that I think was like brilliant. Um, and you probably just did it because you're such a great person and so nice. And you probably don't even realize what, what, what did, did I do. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I I'm going to share, I'm gonna share, um, I'm gonna share afterwards. Cause I okay. think it's so awesome. I think people should probably do this when they go on as a guest. Um, but what are some things that you've seen to really make some of those matches that you see on Podmatch be successful? And then the interview ex- exchange be really great. Yeah. You know, I, I say the same thing from like the pitch till you're on the show or even when you're on the show, I should say. It, it all has to start from a place of value. So I don't believe in like the uh, the old spray and pray method when it comes to things like don't reach out to 100 different podcasts just to like cool show and like just say that, right? Like cool right. show, I want to be on it. Like for me, people are like, how often do you go through your matches, Alex? Like pod matches yours. I'm like, I can get about, through about, about two a week, and, like two matches, like two sets. I'm like, no, just two people. And they're like, why? I'm like, because it takes me about 45 minutes per podcast to see if I even want to be on it. Like I'm going to go listen to it. And I want to, when I lead with like a pitch, right? Like leading, going to a podcast saying I want to be a guest on it. I'm going to make sure I lead with that value of, hey, I listened to your show. I like it. I left mm-hmm. it a review, right? Like, so I can actually do that. Mm-hmm. And before I'm on a show, I want to have known that I have listened to some episodes so I can really understand the culture of the show. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to show up with the wrong energy or wrong voice, right? Like that that's, doesn't do anyone a service. So I just think that that's the most important thing. So again, like when, from your pitch and when you're on the show, make sure you're leading from a place of value. That's the, the very first thing I want to mention. Um, I don't know if you want to jump in there at all, Michelle, because I'll, I'll keep sure, on going. Yeah. Me too. yeah, I'll let you go for some more after this. I, I want to mention that about the, the value piece, um, I think is huge because uh, one of the reasons that we love Podmatch too is because because our team does that too. We go and listen to every episode and we go leave them a review and we go engage on social media. So that's a lot of work to then send an email that doesn't get answered. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's why one of the, one of the great things about Podmatch is that they, it is, it is more well-received <laughs> because yeah. there's a lot of work that goes into those, um, that, that reach out. Right. Um, but yeah, no, go ahead. Tell us some more. <laughs> no, it's I, I, lo- I love that you said, that. I think that's, that's just the right way to do it. You might send mm-hmm. out less pitches, but you get a better return. I mean, recently I talked to somebody and he said, Alex, you need more people on Podmatch. I was like, okay, we are getting people every day, but what makes you say that? He said only one out of 100 people, he said he'd been tracking, only one of 100 people accepts him on the podcast. And I, I nicely, I really offended the guy. I did not mean to. I was like, listen, the problem isn't the lack of people. It's the lack of your outreach. I'm like, if only one of 100 saying yes, it's a problem because I looked at my outreach because I also track it. I was like pushing 97.5%. Right. I'm like, so mine's exact opposite. I'm like, granted, if I reach out to a show, it's pretty much a guaranteed yes because I literally am the perfect guest for it, right? Like I have, I have for sure... I know that for like through and through. And there's been like, I think one time ever. And I just say that because I can't say I'm hundred percent, but I don't think anyone's ever said no. And I've been on million plus people shows and I've been on shows with five people listening. All that matters to me is if it's a perfect fit. So anyway, I'm glad we talked about that, but uh, you want that to continue in the episode. So like I said, lead with value. The way I always say is seek to be a person of value, not a person of profit. And for me, a lot of that comes from my faith. Like I, I follow Jesus. And I'm not trying to push up like a, any spiritual stuff on anybody, right? Like I don't get into all that. But for me, like that is what I've based my life on. So everywhere I go, it's not how can I capitalize on the Amplify You audience, right? <laughs> Michelle's great. She's having me on her podcast over here like, ooh, I see dollar signs, right? Like, no, I'm not doing that. I show up saying, you know what? I'm going to share everything that Michelle could ever want me to share. 
in a way that is going to add value to who I know is listening because I've heard the show. Like, how can I add the most value there? And so I found that that, again, that is the most important thing. Following that immediately, you can overshare to the extent of like just talking too much. And Michelle, I am still working on this, but the ability to speak in what's called sound bites mm-hmm. is so important. If you, you can learn to condense things down to a smaller point, one, it makes it way more shareable. Like in podcasting, things like audiograms are like a huge thing. But if I just ramble for 10 minutes on every question that Michelle asked me, which I, I know I'm working on it, I'm getting my time <laughs> down, <you> right? <laughs> but um, if you're doing that, then there's no way that, that Michelle or her team can cut it up. There's, a, there's not a single one minute segment throughout it that you can use. Now, I've had some people on my show, like an example was Seth Godin, who is just a professional at this. I literally couldn't decide what to use because everything was in like a, exactly a 59 second soundbite. Like every answer, mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all so good. Do I make 300 soundbites of this, right? <laughs> yeah. So you want to think about how can I pack that most value in the shortest response possible where I'm not just having a bunch of filler words. And you want to be thinking about that as much as you can. So that, that's another big point that I think has been, I've seen a lot of people get really wrong, but people who get it right, really seem to crush it in the podcasting game on either side of the mic, really. Oh, yeah. That tripped me up when I was the first uh, interviewing someone. It wasn't on the podcast, it was for a summit, but I had Steve Olsher on, who now is, you know, podcast magazine editor. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, he's now a client and a friend of ours. But, but when I first met him like 10 years ago, it wasn't, it wasn't in podcasting, it was on a summit. And he answered me in such concise sound bites that I was so thrown off that my, that I was so focused on what the next question was. I have no idea what he was saying. And it was, it was the terror worst. It was the worst interview ever. And I tell him I'm that. so sorry. I'm like, oh, it was not because of him. He was amazing. It was because of me because I was so focused on like, what was the next question? And he answered so great that I'm like, oh God, I'm like, what's the next? you know? So uh, as a, as a podcast host, like getting used to someone who speaks like that with those really concise answers too, and not be so focused on your question and just be present in the conversation. So, so important, such a good skill to learn. You know, I know that, that Steve holds you in extremely high regard. So obviously you, uh, you did something to fix that relationship from that first interview. Like he, he thinks very highly. He probably of you, doesn't even remember it. It's okay. right? it okay, so cool. long ago. Yeah. But something you just said there is a, is a key point that I really want to hit on. And it's, it, it's a conversation. So mm-hmm. I can't be sitting here like anticipating what you're going to ask me, Michelle, so I can have my pre-made answers, right? Like right. I, I can't do that. That's yeah. not okay because man, people have gotten a lot smarter with what conversation is in the last couple of years, especially mm-hmm. people are looking for raw conversation People don't even mind of like, oh, Alex didn't really know how to answer that. It took him a second to figure out. No one's or no one's looking at it that way. If someone wants to hear somebody some something so highly produced and there's zero errors in it, they're gonna go listen to NPR. They're gonna go listen to Wondery. They're gonna listen to these giantly produced shows from these networks where there's 20 people working on it and every episode's tens of thousands of dollars if they want to hear that level of production. What people are missing in their lives more than anything else is a genuine conversation where it's just mm-hmm. we're having just a conversation here. And there's not like a it doesn't feel salesy. It doesn't feel like it's forced. And that really comes from listening on both sides of the mic. Because again, if I have my agenda for what I'm going to sell through this, right? Leading with profit instead of value. When I say lead with value instead of profit, if that's my mindset, I'm like, well, Michelle asked me this, but I've got to roll it into my book that everyone's got to buy, right? Like yeah. if I'm thinking that way, it's not a good organic conversation. The best thing you can do on either side of the mic is sit back, listen, answer as truthfully as you can, as least words as possible. And that's, that makes for a really great interview experience. Yeah, one of the worst episodes I've ever had was uh, a New York Times bestselling author coming on and uh, like every other word was and in my book and in my book. And in my, I was like, oh my God. You're like, how about in your even, life, buddy? I don't even right? want to like publish this. It was so bad. <laughs> I had one person I didn't publish it. He, I asked him about something in the book and I had read it 
And he didn't want to say he wanted to basically that be the call to action. So during he's like, you know, I can't really give that up. If everyone buys the book, check out chapter six. You'll learn a lot from it. It's like, what? I'm like, man, (laughs) you and I are just talking. Forget about selling to somebody who's listening. Think from a perspective of value, right? Um, I have some horror stories with interviews. Not many, but I have a but few. It sounds like you do too. <laughs> you do like a whole episode on horror story in horror story interviews, right? <laughs> I would actually that would make go, a great podcast. That would go really bad. Okay, we should do that. <laughs> we should. That would be really fun. We can't say names, but we can yeah. tell you what happened. Right. But I did one with um with uh, another lady, Janet Black, uh, Janet Fish, and it was funny. It was like the most like random things that happened while you were recording a podcast. Like what were some bloopers like? And one of hers included like the guest taking her to the washroom with him. <laughs> like it was like what? Yeah, the development interview. I'm like, oh gosh, that's so. See, I, as a podcaster, <laughs> I would listen to this show just to like feel good and laugh about what's happened to podcasters. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and you know, so Alex, one of the things that you did do that I was like, oh, this is so great. We should really, you know, I teach a, a podcast guessing class. I'm like, we should really. That was a really good gem that you did. And you you just did it because you love giving value and you're such a good, uh, I think you're so good at conversing and a people person. But one of the things that you did when you came on the show is that you said uh, you incorporated one of our old episodes and something to learn from that episode into a value piece for this episode, which I thought that was really brilliant and um, such a great tip. So for all of our podcasters that are listening to this episode, that was really, really good because not only as is showing that he's listened to the podcast, but also gotten value from another episode and brought that into his, add to his value too. So it's like a triple play here where now our listeners will want to go back and listen to that episode because he talked about it. So thanks, Alex, for doing that. And that was, yeah, that, that was really awesome. Yeah, you know, that is an important thing. Like I said, I, I go back and listen and I take notes. And so I plan on, that is something that is, that is a strategy. Like I plan on doing that, but not from a place of like, oh, I'm going to get some kudos here. No, because it's like, hey, truthfully, I learned something from an episode. It happens to be your show. So if it comes up, I'm going to reference it. And usually I'll have two or three main examples that I can use. So it's just like, hey, just in case this type of thing comes up and I I remember it, like I don't need to like, Go, like look at it's my notes or down like on that. your nose right yeah like like I, I don't have any notes today sorry everybody um what i do I actually i shouldn't say that i do have two things written down the name of your show mm-hmm. and the name of the host every time the name of the mm-hmm. show and the name of the host because what i found to be really valuable and this is a great i think a, a guesting pro tip mm-hmm. the listeners come for the guest initially probably right and they stay because of the host they fall in love with the show and for the host And if you can show that you respect and you honor that host listeners mm-hmm. are going to really like you I had one person come on my show and he couldn't remember my name for the life of me, even though in the corner it says your name. Like it literally says Alex Sanford in the corner. He kept on calling me John. And I know my oh, listeners wow. were just probably like, man, who he doesn't remember Alex. Like, how can you not remember Alex? Right. Like I can already tell that they're putting up a wall against wow. this guy because they feel like it's it's not good. And so, yeah, I always tell people, hey, use the host name in it and name the talk about the show because the mm-hmm. people that listen to it know Amplify You. They know Michelle. Yeah. And when they hear those things, they identify like, oh, yeah, I love Michelle. I love Amplify You. And so that's, I think, a pro tip. And then, like I said, Absolutely. if you listen to a previous episode, mention it. That's an important thing to do as well. Awesome, awesome tips, guys. Alex is a pro. And and I'm so excited because he's going to be speaking at Potapalooza coming up in June 17th. And uh, so, guys, make sure you check out Potapalooza.com. I know I'm talking about it on the podcast very often, and I should probably <laughs> talk about it more. Listen, that is a great <laughs> event. I, the, the person came, Let's put it this way. The person who came on before me, his name's Michael. And I liked listening to him so much. And he had my undivided attention because this point I was done with my slides, right? I wasn't doing anything else. I was like, listen to him. I went and bought the guy's book, read the book, reached out to him just to meet him. Potapalooza is incredible. Like mm-hmm. any chance I get to be part of it, I am all in. So yeah, you should talk about it more because it's a huge thing. 
Yeah, Potapalooza is super fun event, guys. Make sure you check it out and you'll learn lots more coming up. I will talk about it some more coming up because it is coming up in not that long from now. But for now, Alex, I just want to thank you so, so much for joining me today. It's been awesome having you here. I can't wait to meet you in person in a couple of weeks in Orlando. And uh, if you have some last words of advice for our podcasters out there today, when they go on and are reaching out to be a guest on shows, what's uh, your best tip for them? Yeah, thank you again for having me. Truly an honor to be here. Can't wait to meet in person. Uh, kind of a, a final thought for everybody today is just to to not struggle with imposter syndrome, which sounds weird to say, right? Because we all just kind of have that subconsciously. But at the end of the day, if you can help somebody, I believe you owe it to yourself and to them to get out there and help them. So don't wait to get behind a mic on either side. Like again, if you're guesting or as a host, mm-hmm. don't wait and hold back just because you feel like you aren't 100% yet. And a quick example of this, let's just imagine that it's your first day as a lifeguard, right? You're at the beach. I live in Jacksonville, Florida, so I always think about the beach. And you see somebody out in the water and they're drowning. Now, your options, you can see that person. Your option is I'm going to go out there and, and get them and swim it and help them. I'm going to save them. Or you can run to the water and be like, hey, excuse me, I know you're drowning. Let me go get a really experienced lifeguard because they'll do a way better job saving you than I will. And then you go run and do that. What are you going to do? You're always going to say, you know what? No, I'm just going to go for it. You're going to dive in there. You know that you might not look pretty. You might not do it right, but you can save that person's life. And I think that all of us, the content that we have that is serving the world, you've got to get out there and just push it in front of people as fast as you can. Even if it doesn't look great, it doesn't come across great. If it serves and protects and helps one person, then it's worth it. So get out there and don't struggle with the imposter syndrome. Help somebody today. And I really think that podcasting is just at the forefront of making this happen. Ooh, yes. That's a great tip. And done is better than perfect. That's right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Alex. It's been fantastic. I look forward to seeing you again soon. All right, Amplify You family, go out there and have an amazing week. Remember, your uniqueness is your genius. Amplifying it to the world is ours. Talk to you later. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.